The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Bud Elliott. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson. Come to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 like we do on Monday afternoons around 3 p.m. Eastern Time. But you don't even need to set your calendar. You don't even need to worry about your muscle memory because you could just sit there and smash that bell for notifications, which means that whether it's Monday at 3 p.m., whether it's Thursday at 11 a.m., or whether it's any other time uh, when, I don't know, if we're waiting on mm, perhaps an instant starting quarterback to make his decision about the transfer portal and we need to pop up and have an emergency podcast, you'll know when that's happening if you smash those notifications. Uh, If you were listening to this on the audio side, as always, we thank you and we want to remind you that it's mailbag season. So go and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and in that review, uh, put your question. We will add it to the big old bag of mail. If you want to reach out to us either by email or Twitter, but because you are not an Apple Podcast subscriber, then uh, we understand. But we really, really love our, our audience there at Apple. So five-star reviews, put your question in there, uh, and we will add it to the big old bag of mail. Yes, hook and lateral uh, in the chat right now. We are going full crew today. Uh, how are we doing? How are we feeling? It's good to see everybody. What the hell is Caleb Williams waiting for? <laughs> How nervous do you think Lincoln Riley is? Because what happens if Lincoln Riley doesn't get him? You know, like it feels like it's a done deal, but I'm with you, Tom. Like, what is he waiting on? But if he doesn't, geez. Well, the flood of of announcements has been a spectacle. Like we they are making us tune in every single time they tweet the Mm -hmm. little emoji. And then it is a new transfer, but it's not Caleb Williams. To take us through all of this, like day after day after day after day after day, and have it not end with the grand finale, season finale of Caleb Williams on like Friday would be disappointing. I I still think he's going there, but there could be a lot of things to work out in a deal like this. What what do you mean? Hasn't there been like (laughs) I think there's a lot of moving parts. There's been some LSU smoke over like the last three days. Really? There's some LSU smoke in a couple places right yeah. now. Uh, I, I know Harold Perkins, five-star linebacker, 
uh, right before he came on the show, just uh, decommitted from Texas A&M, and he's visited, I believe, Florida and uh, LSU and I think Miami in recent days. Uh, LSU is trying to make up for some lost time, uh, I, I believe. You know, Brian Kelly didn't get off to a super hot start there in his first week, but the last 10 days or so have been uh, been pretty good. USC has been hot in the portal, though. I mean, every time they throw up the the, the, the fight on uh you know, it's not like they're not getting somebody. They're actually getting somebody. Typically, it's somebody pretty good. Uh, Travis Dye. Uh, they got Shane Lee from Alabama, depending on, on what you think of him. Uh, but they got they got a couple of nice pieces. A, a lot of defensive backs. They took like two of Colorado's best players. And man, that Colorado roster right now is oof bleak. Uh, probably not picking them in today's draft, guys. I'll, I'll go ahead and give away part of my draft strategy here early on in today's show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, that's. That is the one thing, and I kind of feel bad for some of the kids that have transferred to USC because, like you said, these are some pretty good players that they're landing in the transfer portal, but everybody's like, oh, it's Caleb Williams. And then when it's not Caleb Williams' reaction, is like, oh, who cares? That's but just some, that's just some five-star linebacker. Nobody cares about that guy. <laughs> now, but when you say there's moving parts, I mean, are we just talking about deals that are getting like NIL deals? Is that what this is about? Well, I, I think so. And also, I mean, yeah. if you're Caleb and we know that you are uh, potentially looking at Wisconsin as well, potentially looking at Miami, you, you probably want to see what hires get made at those schools, right? Uh, Miami, as of now, I think we're still on coordinator watch. We're, we're into week seven now of Mario Cristobal's employment. Uh, the next coordinator he hires will be the first. So interested to see. I mean, obviously, I don't think Caleb cares about who he hires as a defensive coordinator, but he may want to know who's going to be the OC there in Coral Gables, uh, and who knows, maybe Wisconsin makes a hire. If if Caleb Williams lands at Wisconsin, at least the who's the best quarterback in the Big Ten West discussion won't be so difficult. That's true. That's very true. Even, even though we are going to have 12th year Tanner Morgan reuniting with Kirk Shiraka at the Golden Gophers, renaissance for the Golden Gophers. Just saying, that's a team that might get drafted here in the next hour. Uh, we'll, we'll, we will see. Okay, so uh, we had an awesome Cover 3 Fantasy League that we had a draft show for here, and it was ongoing throughout the entire season. It was very unique the way that we put together our rosters. We had 10 teams on each roster. You had one team from each Power 5 conference. Then you had to have three group of five teams, and then you could have two flex teams from any conference. You got one point for a win one point for every against the spread cover, and then a series of bonuses that include appearing in a conference championship game, winning a conference championship game, a bowl appearance, a college football playoff selection, and a college football playoff win. So now that the college football playoff national championship game is in our rear view, we can uh, tell you the results of that. So congratulations to Tom Fernelli, who finishes in first place with 171 points. Uh, Danny finished in second with 167, Bud in third with 161, and uh, Chip last place, 131. Coca's got the teams that we drafted on the screen if you're watching along on youtube.com slash cover three. So almost like we would do at the beginning of a locks episode, uh, Tom, I'll let you get a uh, first stab at this. Clearly having the national champion, um, not the national champion, excuse me, they didn't win the national champion. No, I didn't. Clearly having the SEC champion and two college football playoff teams helped you here. Uh, oh, three college football. I had three college football playoff teams. Michigan in the 10th round. In the 10th round, After I took thought. a playoff team. That's right. Now, should we remind people how the draft went? Because you could only take one team per, per conference. each conference. So yeah. Tom got to wait on Michigan, I believe, because 
everybody else had already gone except for Danny? Well, Danny took Indiana ahead of (laughs) Michigan. (laughs) 2020 was weird, man. Things change in a year, man. Things change a lot in a year. I will say, I think if we do this again next year, I'm going to change the roster rules a little bit just to make sure we get a little deeper into the power five. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I I had a good draft. I mean, I also had a bunch of misses, too. Like, I took North Carolina in the third. UCF was an okay pick for the fourth, but Iowa State, Boise State, USC, and Florida and San Jose State really didn't do a whole hell of a lot for me. It's just having Alabama, Cincinnati, and Michigan is the only reason I won. Five of my teams had coaching changes at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. But only, but two of them were, um, three of them were because they were leaving for other jobs. Yeah, they weren't firings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I'm wasn't trying like, to make excuses. Yeah, it wasn't like everything fell apart. No, the the way that it broke down, uh, Tom got forty bonus points. You know, the college football playoff appearances really hurt, helped there. Mm-hmm. Danny, what do you think about your squad? You got thirty two points of the bonus points that were available outside of just uh, straight up wins and against the spread covers. Uh, thirty two bonus points, a lot for you. So, what what did you make of your squad here? Uh, I mean, if Ohio State would have delivered on what we thought. I'd be sitting in the champions chair here with Georgia already the national champion. If Ohio State would have won the Big Ten, which we all thought would have happened, would have the UTSA pick coming in late. Good one for the uh, the Roadrunners there. Some of the bottom tier ones came through. Uh, Indiana trying to keep those Hoosier fans happy didn't look, make me look too good. <laughs> no one really like it. Wasn't like a crazy. That's what's crazy. It was not like I can't believe you didn't take Michigan over Indiana. It was like yeah, flip yeah, flip of a coin. Like maybe you know. Crazy. Well, what's crazy to me is the first three picks of the draft, none of them made the playoff. Yeah. But then picks four, five, and six all did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, LSU was a coaching change for performance. That one obviously didn't go well for me. Clemson, Wisconsin, not great. Utah probably gave me the – I didn't get a ton of bonus points, but at least I had Utah and then Ole Miss with a bunch of wins and a decent amount of covers there. But – you know, I, I I think that it's all all written right there in terms of uh, what went wrong for the uh, the fighting Pattersons there in the college football fantasy league. So this the the very specific roster rules that Tom mentioned is not what we're going to be going with today. Today is going to be a little bit straightforward. And Bud, this is your uh, th- this is your baby first. I want to make sure that we we lock this down without any confusion. We're not simply guessing what the preseason top twenty five will be. We are drafting teams with an eye on the final top 25 of 2022, correct? Yeah, the, the the person here who does the best job of picking teams that end up in the final top 25 will uh, be declared the winner. And I don't think we'll win anything, but you know it'll be a good thing for us to talk about next January. Um, Point of order, AP or college football playoff rankings? Do they do a post? Okay, so this is an important uh, question. Yes. No, there's no post CFP rankings. Do we care about like so? Th- th- some part of this goes down to the whole Dan Canal meaningless bowl discussion, but some of these bowl games do impact these final rankings. Um, do you want to do it the final CFP rankings, or do you want to do okay like, with coaches? That. I, I am okay. too. Yeah. Well, then I've got. All right, so then I got to put everybody on Alabama's schedule between twenty and twenty-five. Yes, exactly. Right, that is correct. That's, that's game theory, right there, Chip. Mississippi mm-hmm. State and Texas A&M. That's how we, how we uh, how we lock it up. Uh, all right. Well, do we want to go then? We've we've oh, got scoring. By the way, T- Tom has a, a good scoring system. Okay. Uh, five points for a top five team. Four points for six to ten. Three for eleven to twenty. Two for twenty-one to twenty-five. And we're actually going to give you a point if you have others receiving votes. And we're going 
eight rounds on this. Mm-hmm. So, so 32 total 32. teams will be brought. So I wish the, the only thing I was going to put on there is how do you reward somebody for finding, you know, like a Kansas or a Vanderbilt and they finish top 25 and you give them credit? Because well, we're all going to, you know what I mean? Like, is there any value system of, you know what I mean? Like, like you're like getting you more find credit. And you pick them. I mean, if you look at like the AP poll, typically only like, I think on average, 14 or 15 of those teams 15. finish ranked. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's not like this is a lot harder than it seems in the moment, as our fantasy league just just showed, right? Uh, if you have a team you like, pick them. Call your shot. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I mean, you can call your shot in the second round, but I think the bonus for like Vanderbilt or Kansas was that you risked draft capital wherever you took them to say, we think that this will add more points than uh, whatever else is available in the field. All right. Cool. So we Are you picking Vanderbilt or Kansas? Because so I, I no. we're going to need a lot of compliments. <laughs> I just meant like nation. you're taking a fly, you know, like you <laughs> you might see somebody nobody else did, and it's bigger, higher risk, higher reward. Got it. Right. Okay. So, uh, Tom, do you want to go ahead and get us started? Wait, let me see if oh, I got I, I think I should go first because we should base the draft order on how we finished in our fantasy league. I so it would be me, Danny, Bud, Chip. And we're snake here. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'm not going to overthink this one. Alabama. I'm not going to do like Chip and take Clemson with the first pick of the fantasy draft. I'm going to take the best team, Alabama. All right, uh, Danny. I, oh, do you want to keep keep going? Because we could go through we we could blitz through the first round unless somebody wants to get really rogue here. The, I the just have a feeling Alabama is going to be good. That's just yeah. me. Maybe <laughs> I'm crazy. Spot. You're not going to look for one of those value plays? No. <laughs> hey, before we go too far, great uh, comment from the chat. There's no others receiving votes in the CFP rankings. If we want to uh, give others receiving votes credit, then we got to do final AP poll or AP poll on Selection Sunday. You want to just scrap other receiving votes? Uh, yeah, we can go We yeah. can go to a 4-3-2-1 scoring system. Then. All right, that sounds good. Okay. Cool. All right, I will go with the Ohio State Buckeyes. CJ Stroud coming back. Uh, all the talent that's coming there, coming off a year, comes short of expectations, big Rose Bowl win. Uh, I think the Buckeyes are going to be right back atop the Big Ten. All right. Uh, I'm taking my man, Stetson Bennett. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. At the turn, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just following the big board here. Uh, the Clemson Tigers uh, is the final pick of the first round. And then for the first pick of the second round, I will go with Marcus Freeman and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I I like that quite a bit. Uh, go ahead and give me uh, give me Texas A&M. Hmm. 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 And we're one power five, right? No, no, no. This is no, just no. No, anything you want. Whatever the hell you want. Straight up. This yeah. Is whatever. I'll go. Hold on, Mike. I have this ready to go. I'll go. I'll go Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I I did have a second round grade for Oklahoma. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm actually kind of happy you took them because that takes that that makes you know that's one last thing I have to think about right there because it's like man I got to take Oklahoma but I don't know if I really want to. Uh all right. Do we have a spreadsheet for this by the way that's posted? Yes. Why can't I see it? I'll I'll share it in the chat. Um, all, right. all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play a little bit of Caleb Williams roulette here. 
I am going to take schools. Yeah, I'm going to take USC, and then I'm going to take Wisconsin. So, have I missed that Wisconsin's a major player here? Yeah, I hadn't heard that either. They are. I don't think they're a major player. I'm mostly taking Wisconsin because. It's a pretty solid top 10 bet from year to Agreed. year. But if they do get Caleb Williams, that really raises their floor. That was the second time that we'd heard Wisconsin mentioned in the Caleb Williams discussion. All right. So, Danny, before we uh, – actually, we'll, we'll review after four rounds at the at the midpoint. So, Danny, back to you. You have Ohio State and Oklahoma. Wisconsin was just chosen. We are in the third round of the top 25 fantasy draft. Uh, nobody has USC? Correct. I just took them. Okay. All right. I will go. You know what? I'll go Utah. Yeah. I'd say Utah's gonna be right back where they are. I think Kyle Whittingham's one of the more underappreciated coaches out there. All right. Uh, So it's on me then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Give me. uh, Give me Michigan. All right. Third round grade for Michigan and a third round grade for the Iowa Hawkeyes, which will be my next pick. Ooh. And then I'll get the fourth round going with the Baylor Bears. Oh, man. I think that's a good one for me. Yeah. Damn it. So Chip, I mean, buds up. There's definitely like an OKG kind of vibe to Chip's picks so far here Clemson, Notre Dame, Iowa, and Baylor. Chip's, <laughs> Chip's trying to win the right way. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, we are punting from plus territory. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Chip's group is not afraid of, of punting from plus territory no. and what the win probability bots are going to say about me after the game. Fearless Ooh. in the face of analytics. Mm-hmm. All right. This is kind of tough now. Um, I'll, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'll, I'll, I'll go Oregon. Feeling the ducks. Now, this is definitely where it starts getting kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I know they got to replace Desmond Ritter, but Luke Fickle's not going anywhere. I'll take Cincinnati. Okay. Man. Damn it. Uh, okay. So Tom's got Alabama, USC, and Wisconsin on deck. This is the final pick of the fourth round. Danny just took Cincinnati. The rest of the round has included Baylor and Oregon. Man. This is a tough spot. I will start. <laughs> I really don't know where I want to go here. Like I'm torn of two minds. I have. Do you have a right. team that like you, you think you can sneak through the next round, but you just really, you feel like you shouldn't be picking them here. Cause I, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'll be interesting to see if, if we have the same team here. I, I'm just going to do it. Minnesota. No, I'm going to take LSU. <laughs> That was the team. Um, and then I'm going to round it out this turn with. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it starts getting really complicated. Um, uh, screw it. Give me Penn State. Yeah. I just, yeah. you know, I'm I, I think it's a solid value play. It's just I'm not 100 percent convinced Penn State's going to have a huge kind of bounce back next year. I'm hoping it does though. 
So Tom has uh, has Alabama, USC, Wisconsin, LSU, and now Penn State. Danny's sitting on Ohio State, Oklahoma, Utah, and Cincinnati. Bud's got Georgia, Texas A&M, Michigan, and Oregon. And I've got Clemson, Notre Dame, Iowa, and Baylor. Uh, some some sort of instant notes here, and, and you know, much love to the chat and those watching on youtubecom slash cover 3 When we do these uh, drafts, we know that y'all enjoy it because of uh, the interaction. And great note that Bud has uh, Stetson Bennett and Bo Nix as and Zach Calzada. Oh uh, no, not not Calzada. No, 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 no. You got um, John, Lil Johnson. King. Yeah, and Johnson, right. Is it, it who ends? It's Max Johnson's going to be the starter for Texas A&M, right? I mean, you're drafting Texas A&M with the idea that you've got his little bro tight end, you've got um, Johnson as your new starting quarterback, and he is going to be such an upgraded and perfect fit for Jimbo Fisher, right? Big arm guy, somebody who's going to move around a little bit. That's when I imagine the Texas A&M offense, and when I do think of them, you know, I had them with a a second round grade uh, as well. Like that's I, that's what I'm expecting from the Aggies offensively. You know, I I think so, um, but to me, it's it's also a function of, of floor, right? Uh, if Max Johnson is the worst they can do, I mean, Haynes King, I think probably uh, is more physically gifted, but also had the injury. So if he bounces back in a major way, if you're drafting a And M, you're basically drafting their athletes, mm-hmm. right? They've recruited at a very high level, and you think they're going to have the probably the second best roster. In the West, the question, just like it's been for all four of Jimbo's years there, is can they not be bottom 20 in the nation in explosive pass plays? That's what they've been every year. So, or excuse me, bottom 30. I don't want to be inaccurate. Um, and they also, in non-COVID years, lose three or four games. That's true. Yeah, in, in in every non-Jameis, non-COVID year. Yeah. Yeah, but because you're in the SEC West, then you still get to finish in the top 25, and that's what we're doing. Like, 75 is ranked. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, Danny, your pick in the fifth round. Uh, I'm going to go with the Miami Hurricanes. Mario Cristobal, Tyler Van Dyke, I think is a star. Um, It's going to be a stud. So I'm going to go with the Miami Hurricanes, even without an offensive coordinator yet. Danny Cannell, 4 OC. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get our cover. I don't want to lose Danny from the show, but our cover three coaching uh, tree. Yeah. uh, that's right. <laughs> really start to become the cradle of coaches. Is it? Is it my turn yet? Yes. Yes. All right. This, this is the team I was trying to sneak through. Uh, NC State. Okay. Mm. Yep. So, uh, main reason I like them is I think they have a good bit of talent. Now, they were like the worst team in Power Five in terms of kicking, punting, go decisions, which is not great in close games, but they're non conference. I love East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech in Raleigh, and UConn. So, start with a nice 4 and 0 there. Drop three conference games. Give me that nine and three. And uh, yeah. Um, so I had a fourth round grade for NC State. And um, and I think that you got some value there. But I've also got some fourth round grades for a pair of picks here that I get at the turn. I know Jim Knowles is gone, but I think that Oklahoma State's just kind of built up at a level of consistency where I'm not going to pick Oklahoma State to finish in the top two top five, but if you need to saddle up with someone who's going to end up going nine and three, 10 and two, uh, maybe be in that position to, to finish in the top 25. I like what Oklahoma state has done. The other one's a little bit of a risk. I understand just to the way that the, the goalposts are going to be moved is going to change the way that they are ranked where they're not going to be such a flood to throw them up the rankings. But I still think that Mel Tucker and Michigan state, uh, is is going to be right there in the conversation to be the number two 
anywhere from obviously they're probably not going to be the number one team in the Big Ten East, but I think that their ceiling is to be the second best team. So give me Michigan State as my first pick in the sixth round. Nice. All right. So I lead off the the next round, and uh, I, I gotta say I feel pretty good about this one. Um, go ahead and give me Texas. Mm-hmm. I I like the weapons that they have on the outside. I I obviously they, they get Quinn Ewers. They 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 get Newer. The, the the transfer almost went to Tennessee. You have Xavier Worthy. Uh, I think now is a good time to pull the trigger on Texas. You, they do uh, play that non-conference game against Alabama, which scares me a little bit, obviously. But I think you have to factor that in as a loss. Mm-hmm. Tom, did I catch a uh, uh, a grunt there that you were bummed you wanted that pick? Yes. Did, did I sense that? Yes. <laughs> I thought so. I thought I heard something in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go – give me the Florida Gators. Uh, Billy Napier coming in, crushing it in the transfer portal. I mean – the talent's there. He's going to bring in some guys. The guy can coach. Let's go. <laughs> getting all the rivals. Get all my bases covered. This is getting fun because I, I didn't have Florida on my top 32. And I, I get the argument, but there's not a lot of vertical momentum for vertical movement, uh, room for vertical movement. All right. I'm going to buy on some bias here. Give me arc. Give me Arkansas. Mm. Do you think that they're still? I don't think they're going to be quite as good as they were this year, but I still think they're going to be pretty good and competing in like the bottom range of the top twenty-five all season long. And again, they're an SEC team, so they're always going to get that little benefit of the doubt. And then I'm going to stick for another SEC team, one in the other division, who I think's got a pretty solid program that's done a lot of winning in recent years, and maybe doesn't get as much respect as it deserves. Give me Kentucky. Yeah, good pick. Yeah. All right. I was I was hoping you didn't get mine. I'm gonna take Tennessee, an SEC East team. Hendon Hooker had 31 touchdowns and three interceptions this past year. It's like the quietest, just absolutely crushed it season for them. The defense has to get better. Uh, I think Heupel's got some. I think they caught some momentum. I think they build on it this year. All right. Um but you guys just took two picks. I was really gonna really looking forward to take. So that's disappointing. Um I am going to go ahead and take. I'm going to take Coastal. I yeah. think they're probably favored in all 12 games. Um, I like I've got them favored over UVA right now. I think UVA got wrecked by the portal. Uh, so, I mean, if they go like 10 and two, are they ranked? I think so. We're doing eight rounds, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so this is these are my last two picks. I'm I am very very uh, excited at the opportunity to um, first of all Wake Forest just the the yeah. best available on uh, on my big board but now I got to reach down because I really wanted to have a call my shot team well a team that I think is not going to be in the preseason top twenty five that is going to end up making it in. Uh, from the Mountain West Conference, give me the return of Jeff Tedford and Fresno State. Ooh, I think they've got okay. that like 10 and 2, 11 and 1 Mountain West Conference champions ranked number 19 at the end of the season kind of potential. I like that call. All right. But that's, that's a hell of a pick. So I have what, three left? One left. Oh, that's right. Because we're doing eight rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I have one sh- one team left. Got one shot. We can, expand it. we can expand to 10. 
10. <laughs> uh, we can expand it 10 rounds if everybody wants to. I've got more teams. Do we want to go okay. 10? This is how the playoff gets We're out. We're only in minute 26. <laughs> let, let, let's have expansion. <laughs> yeah, okay. We are expanding <laughs> the draft. There we go. Bracket Two more cream. rounds. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me Houston. Yeah, Houston. I, I, I think they might be the favorite in the American. You get Clayton Toon back, and you just get the sense that every, just across the level, across all levels of that roster, they are just continuing to build out in a way that seems sustainable. Mm-hmm. So that's back to Danny. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. I'll take Nebraska. I think that is Turnaround actually season. Yeah, Let's I go. I mean, for an eighth round pick, I just think that's a very solid pick because they are one of those candidates. Now, granted, it's like we've been doing this every year forever, but depending on how the portal, I mean, just some of the moves that they've made, depending on how the portal goes, depending on how other stuff goes, I think that's a team that could probably get to like seven, eight wins next year, maybe. And you know that if Nebraska is not playing terribly, people are going to rank it because they're going to be like rooting for it in that sense. They'll be on national TV in, in that game in Ireland against Northwestern. The non-con is interesting because it's North Dakota, Georgia Southern, probably win-win, I would have to think. But then they they also get Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see there. You draw what? Indiana, Rutgers, and who's the third? At Michigan from the east? It's not that bad. Yeah, no. it's. I mean, anytime, no disrespect, but like when it comes to your Big Ten West team and your cross-divisional draw in those three games, if you can get two of those three at a minimum being Rutgers, Maryland, or Indiana, you're thrilled. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is a – I expect Nebraska will have a better finish than it has been. I expect Nebraska will be a bold team. But for Nebraska to be in the top 25, it has taken multiple steps forward that are significant. People, but it was good last year. I know, I know. It's like the well, they finished three and nine. The greatest three-win team of all time. Like, nobody will ever be able to take that away from Nebraska. Did they have a positive point differential? <laughs> I think so, but I just, it's like when you look at all the metrics, it's funny because it's like when you, I don't know, it's Nebraska is always in an area where it's a lot better than it apparently is. <laughs> I had them as a top 40 team with yes. three wins, which is oh, like, that, that doesn't happen. Like at, from a power rankings, like yeah. power ratings perspective, the number that you yeah. assigned to them was top 40. They were good in all the areas that you want to be good in. It's just they were also tremendously bad in a couple key areas that killed them repeatedly. Hunting. Yes. That just that that was still my least favorite player all year, yeah. I think. Special teams in general, they were just awful, and it killed them like every freaking time. It was funny, unless you were a Nebraska fan. All right, Tom. Uh, For my eighth and ninth picks, I have yet to dip into the group of five. So I will do that now. I will take uh, from the American because that is the one that tends to get more, you know, love from the polls. I will take UCF. And then I'm going to go for an old favorite, my late night goodies, San Diego State. Yeah, we're not we're not drafting for total points scored. We're just Mm-mm. drafting for finishing in the top 25. Drafting being ranked 23rd at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, all right, Danny. Danny is muted. Muted. There we go. Sorry about that. I will go. I'm going to go Wake Forest. Oh, they're already gone. I'm going to go UNC. I'll go Mac Brown. Time to buy us now when they're down. Gene is coming in. Revamp that defense. Let's go. They got, they've been recruiting it on the recruiting trail. They got some talent. Hey, I'm listening. That chisdom. 
Favorite. I was going to pick him. So, yeah, I like that. Um, I think Drake May actually might be pretty good for them. You know, it, it's they'll miss Sam Howell, but I I think they liked what they have in Drake May. I feel like they, they believe they have a hit there. Uh, and that's to not have a drop off to just some average ACC guy. And that, that could be pretty big. Um, all right, I'm up now. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to take those gophers. No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you seen this schedule? No! This is this okay. is this is absolute Big Ten Westham. Look, look at this. New Mexico State, Colorado, <laughs> Western Illinois from the east, Michigan State. Uh, they do have to go to Penn State. That's tough. They but they also get Rutgers. Um, I mean, it's uh, they, it is one of those years they have to play the five row games. They only get the four home games in conference, but. They really should be three and zero in the non-con, and I think it's possible they pull like a five and four, an eight and four Minnesota team could be uh, could be ranked. You you talk about that like that's not going to happen. This was a nine win team. They almost messed around and won the Big Ten West. You won I mean, six out of their nine conference games, like, and they're getting Kirk Sharaka back. The reason you don't take Nebraska is because Minnesota is going to beat Nebraska and finish ahead of them. Like if you just look at the last few years for Minnesota, you go back to 2019. They won like what 11 games, beat Auburn in the bowl game. They had another really good season last year. The only time they've had a bad year was during the COVID season, in which half their offensive line and their offense was all out every single week because of COVID. They had a ton of injuries. It's like when that team's been fully healthy the last few years, they've been pretty good. They're not like you know going to win the conference and play for a playoff berth, but like they are a very solid power five team that's capable of winning eight, nine, ten games. What are the odds they start six and oh? In and they're order. good because their schedule is all yeah. their schedule is always just cupcake city. How they, much fun did you guys have today when you were going through these schedules in, in, in some of this draft prep? Like, oh my God, they don't play anybody. Or in some of these cases, like I wanted to take app, but they play like four power five conference champions in the non-com. Like, eh, mm-hmm. okay, no, not doing that. Yeah, that's that's a schedule where you know you want to bet them and you know right. you want to have them as like a team that you're always circling for the locks, but we are trying to guess teams, especially at the group of five level, that would be 10 and two at a minimum. Nine and three from the Sun Belt probably ain't getting you on the final top 25 ballot. That said, scheduling. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. All right. It's me. How about one of those teams where you make your own schedules? How about oh, yeah, all those wins that add up when you're the BYU Cougars? Yep. Oof. So give me BYU here in the ninth. And then to close it out, uh, let's, let's go. Another year of DTR, another year of Chip Kelly, another year of uh, Y Cross, another year of Inside Zone. Give me the UCLA Bruins in the 10th round. There is one school on the board that is very surprising to me. Hmm. Wait, one school that is still available. That is Correct. Still- oh, okay. I was like, wait. There's- By the way, Chip, that UCLA non-con, extremely friendly. Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama. Yeah, they were there for a reason for me. They were on my board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that could be nice. BYU like that pick. Um, damn, this is tough. Who do I, 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 South Carolina. I, I, I should maybe, I think, potentially do that, but – I don't love some of their road games, but they do get Vandy on the road. They have to finish at Clemson. And then over here, 
I mean, Bud currently. Give me Ole Miss. Has... <laughs> there we go. Okay, there we go. Was that the one you were you were gonna take? Yeah, like yeah. I was. I was like, I actually know here. No, never mind. We'll tell you. I'll spoiler alert it in a minute. But yeah, that was definitely a team that I was surprised was not on. Like I did, I was going to take them in the eighth round instead of UCF. But I was like, oh, I need to get some G five love. It was already kind of too deep in the SEC West or three deep in the SEC West. I didn't want to draft a fourth team. But then to see, I was just I was surprised it got this far. No, there's we've got all five Power Five defending champions, conference champions, except for one. Am I right? Mm, yes. Yeah. Do it. Uh, Disrespect. Yeah, they're, they're one of my final three. Give me Pitt. Give me the Pitt Panthers. No, I know they're losing Kenny Pickett, who's been there forever. They're losing Whipple, but still, Narduzzi's going to come with the defense. They're going to build some momentum off there. They're going to be a top 25 team. Was that it, Tom? What? It was Ole Miss, Pitt, any other surprises? Or you said uh, spoiler alert. Wait, doesn't Chip have a or oh Tom has a pick left? Sorry. I have a pick left. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even if Ole Miss was available for this pick, I wasn't going to take them. Because there's only one team I'm taking with the final pick of this draft. I L L. The Illini <laughs> are going to finish the 2022 season ranked. And you guys laugh. But coming back a few months from now, when then we're grading this, you're gonna see who's in the top 25. Fighting Illini. All right, we will do a full analysis, but there's a there's a lot of Big Ten West teams that they got to get over who have all been picked here. Not Are there anybody who was on your original top twenty five board who didn't go? Well, let's hold on. Let's save that. For okay, the other sorry. Side. Coming yeah. up on the other side, we'll do the full rundown of our top twenty five draft with thoughts, analysis, and predictions next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So again, the uh, the scoring system, we are doing the final rankings. If you get a top five team, four points, six to 10, three points. If they finish 11 to 22 points, 21 to 25 gets one point. Tom's, Tom's draft hall includes Alabama, USC, Wisconsin, LSU, Penn State, Arkansas, Kentucky, UCF, and San Diego State. Danny has Ohio State, Oklahoma, Utah, Cincinnati, Miami, Florida, Tennessee, Nebraska, North Carolina, and Pitt. 
Bud's got Georgia, Texas A&M, Michigan, Oregon, NC State, Texas, Coastal Carolina, Houston, Minnesota, Ole Miss, and Chip's got Clemson, Notre Dame, Iowa, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Wake Forest, Fresno State, BYU, and UCLA. So who's who's left out there? You mentioned that, Bud, right before the break. Uh, who's who's left out there that didn't uh, didn't end up getting picked? I, I think South Carolina, obviously, with with Rattler. Depending on how good you think they'll be, um, I don't think they were anywhere near as good as their record in you know in in twenty twenty one. So for me, like I'm starting with what I had their power rating, which you know, was fine, but not like amazing. Uh, Mississippi State brings back Will Rogers, and I just. There's a scenario where they go eight and four, and we're basically playing SEC West roulette, right? Whoever finishes with that eight and four record in the SEC West is probably going to be ranked by the voters, whether they deserve it or not. And usually I think they probably do, but not always. Uh, Mississippi State doesn't really get the benefit of the doubt name recognition wise. Mm-hmm. So that scared me off them a little bit. Uh, did anybody else have, have UAB? Mm-mm. No. I had the th- there were three teams in my top twenty-five that did not get drafted. One of them was Mississippi State, and the other two were group of five schools. It was Boise State and App State. And App State, like I was scared off for the same reasons you kind of touched on earlier. But when you look at their schedule, it's it's a tough schedule. So I I, I kind of avoided schedule. Yeah, I was like, all right. So when like they're on my projected twenty-five best teams, but as soon as I saw that schedule, they were off my board. I just didn't want anything to do with it. And Boise, I'm still a little nervous about too, but. I was considering Mississippi State too, but for the same reason I didn't take Ole Miss, I didn't want to have four teams from the SEC West. I think it makes a lot of sense. I was a little bit, um, I found myself a little bit too low based on the way the, the draft went on Penn State, Wisconsin, and Tennessee, and probably too high on uh, like, Arkansas, Kentucky, Wake Forest, Houston. So I'm I'm very interested to see how how some of those teams end up breaking the the Penn State debate is very interesting to me because when you've been recruiting so well but you still have Sean Clifford and he's back for another year, what are the expectations? Mm-hmm. Do they go to is it Aller Alar? Yeah, Drew Aller. Drew yeah, Aller. So what do they go to him <laughs> at some point? next season is is that going to be a, a quarterback debate or a quarterback battle that we've got to watch because the quarterback position at Penn State greatly um changes my outlook in terms of where you're going to want to take them in this draft like where Tom took them seems like it would be based in a situation where they get a lot of things figured out and they do end up finishing what 9 and 3 they don't even need to win the Big 10 East to be solidly in the top 25 and among the top 20 teams in the country but I think to finish nine and three on with Penn State schedule, you've got to be able to have a have an offense that is a little bit more dynamic than what we saw this past year. I I agree with that. I think they could go to him, um, but they if they don't really just light the first half of the schedule up, I think maybe that's an indication that they need to make a change. Um, mm. At Purdue, mm-hmm. Ohio, at Auburn, Central Michigan, Northwestern, bye week. Yeah, that I have stuff. I was like when it came to that pick, I was between Penn State and Michigan State as far as like a Big Ten East team. And I, I went with Penn State because while I'm not overly confident in them going into next year, I do feel like with Michigan State, 
it kind of overachieved a little bit this year, like especially in the transfer portal where I feel like Mel Tucker hit so many home runs on everybody he brought in from the portal. And I just don't know if that is something that's sustainable and maybe it'll prove to be again, we're still very early in like this transfer portal era, but I just feel like the expectations for Michigan state are going to be raised. And since it's Michigan state, like if it doesn't live up to those expectations, people will forget about it quickly. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Jalen Berger is the uh, the name that has resurfaced. Left Wisconsin in October, mm-hmm. kind of fell out of favor with that staff based on everything I could tell. Dismissed was a dismissal, or he just he left the team, and he has committed to be with Michigan to play for Michigan State. So, you know, was that Berger's four star prospects coming yeah. out of New Jersey? Pretty good player that we thought was going to be the next in line of great Wisconsin running backs, but uh, a similar again, player to Kenneth Walker too. Could could come in and uh, could end up being uh, very very impactful. Any other mm-hmm. observations uh, from the draft board as a whole? I I thought Tennessee was like a good pick. I thought maybe I could I could wait on them for one more round, but I mean they were I think they were legitimately pretty damn good. Um, and if they win that game against against Purdue. They're probably what around higher here. Yeah. What think? Anybody think about Purdue? Is AOC gone? No, he's he back. back. He's back. Pretty sure he's, he's back. He was pretty good. But their their best player on both sides of the yeah, ball are that's gone. That's what concerns yeah. me. The other thing I looked at them and I remember thinking, uh, this is a difficult schedule by Big Ten West standards. I, th- I think. Yeah. I think, I mean, looking at the Big Ten West right now, I don't think there's a great team in the division. I think if Wisconsin adds Caleb Williams, it might edge closer to that. But I feel like the problem the Big Ten West is going to have next year is that Northwestern is the only team in that division where I feel like is not capable of getting to a bowl game. I feel like everybody else in that division is going to be pretty good, at least, you know, solid. So it's it's going to be really interesting jockeying from like first through sixth. Yeah, it feels like that champ could be seven and two, six and three again, not nine. Yeah. yeah. Like it's anybody, everybody, I feel like everybody in that division is capable of beating everybody else in the division, mm-hmm. except for Northwestern at this point. As made evident by the uh, the plethora of Big Ten West teams that we have, it's like behind the SEC East and the SEC West, it's like Big Ten West had a, a four. We've got the big four for the Big Ten East as well. Um, Pretty pretty solid representation. Not a lot of love for the ACC. No Florida State out here. Nobody nobody could saddle up for Florida State as a top twenty five team next year. I mean, I might have them like top forty power rated, but they play LSU and Florida in the non conference. So, so there's two losses. <laughs> I think they're probably well, they're they're going to be underdogs in six games. Yeah. So I love no. I love Danny's fifth through eighth round run there. That is like nineteen nineties. <laughs> Miami, Florida, Tennessee, Nebraska. Like 98. Hell yeah. I mean, look at Georgia. Georgia won a first national title since 1980, so next year will be the year of the 90s, and Danny's going to kill us. With <laughs> That's right. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I feel, it, what pick surprised uh, stood out as a big surprise Like when it came, when you heard it? I, I thought your Notre Dame was too early. It's fair. You think Cincinnati was too early? No. I mean, they were a playoff team. I still think – I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I still think it's them in Houston in the AAC next year. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll depend on how, on how much they drop off, you know, QB wise and and DB wise. Um, I really felt like the top four was fairly easy in whatever order you wanted to go in. Um, just because even if you don't really believe in DJ, that Clemson defense will still be really nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't really think their offense can get worse. So, you know, I thought that was those four were kind of no brainer. And I thought there was actually like legitimate. Probably like a ten-team grouping between five and fourteen that you could go with, and it was just really what what order do we want to pop these in? I guess. Um, I I do think I would like to know what you guys think here because I took LSU on in the fourth round when it came back to me. I felt like that was too early, but I didn't think there was any chance in hell it would get back to me. And I kind of just wanted to buy on the upside. Here's why I wanted to be on it. If LSU is going to be sweet in Brian Kelly's year one with the like transfer portal full of killers, mm-hmm. then like I want to be in on this and be able to say that I I, I bought in. I, I I get it. It's a it's a fun ride to be on. I do think it was too early. I didn't have them in my top like twenty eight when we. Yeah. Had- just had a 32 team uh, breakdown. I mean, that's a volatile stock. That could be six and six. That could be 10 and two. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's just kind of, uh, you're at the mercy of your drafting position there and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're on the wheel. So it's, if you like them, you need to jump them up or you can't, it's almost like in fantasy baseball coming up. You know, yep. if you want, if you want to take whomever you need to pop now, or you're just, you're not going to get those steals. But I do think that six and six is the floor. I, I, I do not think that LSU under Brian Kelly Barring something just um, extremely an, an extremely unusual set of unfortunate circumstances, I don't think they're going to be worse than six and six. I don't think you have a bottom fallout year. I don't think you've got a five and seven. I definitely don't think you have a four and eight. I just I think that Brian Kelly plus LSU worst case scenario is six and six, seven and five, and they'll be mad about it. But you know, still, well, I- still, still at least going to be. Um, you know, in, in flirting with top 25 consideration for at least a lot of the year just might not finish well. I just hope that any college football playoff committee members listening right now, if LSU does go six and six next year, I hope you respect their strength of schedule that they had to play. And maybe you put them in the top 25 just as a tip of the cap to say, hey, we see you, Tigers. We know how hard it was for you this year. So we know coaches listen to the Cover 3 podcast. That's our next breakthrough is to find out that college football playoff selection committee members watch, subscribe, and comment on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's why Cincinnati was in the playoff, just because I pissed them off all season. You're welcome, Cincinnati. I did it for you. <laughs> um, okay. Any, uh, any other thoughts on, our, on, on the exercise as a whole? Any other surprises or, or notes as we, uh, as we now throw this in with our, uh, our fantasy doc and, and continue to track it, circle back a little bit later with, uh, with all of our results? Where where did you feel like it started getting really hard for you? No, I don't. It never got really hard, but yeah, like once we got past like into the fourth, fifth round, when it's really just kind of like you're kind. It's you're more taking teams you trust because everybody's so kind of similar that it's like, all right, I just have a good feeling about this one, so I want to get in on it. So I wouldn't say it was hard, but it was definitely not like the first few rounds. I was just kind of going right off my board. I would say that starting in the third to fourth round, I am taking teams that I realize may finish unranked. And as long as we were through like eight, nine, and 10 on the big board, then they were teams that I was fully expecting to finish in the top 25, no matter what. And so when you're automatically taking picks that might be losers in the fourth round of a 
eight, then soon to be 10 round draft, then the element of the risk that was brought in definitely increased to where I was ready to, uh, ready to take some chances. If we need to fill time, I do have uh, updated. We don't need to art- fill time. This is- <laughs> side bets. <laughs> da- Danny's got to go be on CBS Sports HQ here in just a second. Anyway, you, okay. I'm over here texting topics for four o'clock show. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> well, trying to Danny, uh, you'll be happy to know you are up uh, ten thousand two hundred dollars overall. So was was there one ten thousand dollar bet in Bitcoin? It's in Bitcoin. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was there was one. It was. Tom giving plus 10,000 on Cincinnati making the yes. playoffs, mm-hmm. which Danny and I took. Uh, so that, that <laughs> right. kind of skewed the odds here a little bit for the season long side bets. Kind of. yes. right. uh, yeah. Let us know in the chat, by the way, um, ha- whose team you would saddle up and ride with between the Tom, Danny, Bud, and Chip. And uh, seeing, uh, seeing a lot of classic just team Bud, just you know, Bud's, Bud's brigade out here riding right. blindly for their, for their ATS king, the lock champion. It's only because I picked Illinois recency bias. These these losers are, aren't respecting the rest of the draft. Oh, my bad, my bad. Illinois stinks. We're trying to manipulate the markets and make sure we get good prices on the teams that we like. That's shameful. We should give we should give the people the way that we see it. Um, I I will throw this uh, in right before we get out of here because I don't I don't think it necessarily deserves a deep dive until we get more information. But I would say. What do you make of the hire of Timmy Chang at Hawaii? It has been a a wild, wild offseason uh, for that program from uh, everything around the dismissal of Todd Graham to the way that it was a almost but then fumbled negotiations with June Jones. Uh, and now to land at a, you know one of the program's icons, being able to come back to lead it. I mean, Tom, I thought that think you said it in Slack. It might've been on Twitter, but I think you just said it very simply where, you know, enjoyed watching Timmy Chang, like Timmy Chang, hope it works out. No idea if it will. Yeah. I mean, it's Hawaii is such a hard job and there are so many challenges there that you just don't have anywhere else that, I mean, the good news, the good thing that Timmy Chang has going for him is he's very familiar with the program. He's very respected within the program. He's respected by people, you know, in the state. So that will help them. But there's just so much that goes into that gig compared to other jobs that you have to deal with. You know, getting players to come out there. It's like, that's, there's no easy trip home from Hawaii. It's a very long flight. So convincing guys to come from the continental, the West Coast to go out there. Most of them probably aren't going to take that unless they really don't have what they see as a better option. So it's very much the kind of gig, I think, where you need to, put a culture in place, put a plan in place and stick to it. And then just bring your guys in and develop them as much as possible, coach them up. And then you can have that kind of success. And I think that's June Jones obviously has a pretty good idea of what the formula is for success at that program. So Timmy Chang's part of that. Hopefully that all comes together and they're able to figure it out and why, you know, has success because they deserve better than what they had the last couple of years with Ty Graham. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Hawaii's a really fun program and I don't want to, talk out of my ass here and say something I, I shouldn't like I they had a lot of issues that were Todd Graham caused for, from what I understand they also like Tom said that there's funding issues there and they're trying to work on new facilities and kick out of their stadium and I, I in the coming great conference wars do, like do we think Hawaii is a long-term FBS team I, I hope so 
but I don't know, man. Uh, they, there's yeah. a lot of funding issues. Everything is more expensive out there as well. Uh, I'm not really sure anybody can win at a high level out there right now. But you've had guys that have gone to bowl games fairly consistently. So having a coach who the players don't hate, I think it's a good step <laughs> yes. in the right direction here. <laughs> you know. Uh, by the way, Danny did not get kicked out of the chat. He has to go do CBS HQ, mm-hmm. which uh, it, when they call, they're, they're pretty – insisting on you guys answering so but they but it, it was a requested for his grade on the coaching hire and i can tell you it's a c plus nice i'm remember all danny cannell coaching hire grades mm-hmm. c plus across the board will yeah, wait no, it's like bud was alluding to as long as there's no mutiny jimmy chang's already off to a better start than todd graham was that offseason roster is going to be really interesting to track I, I was i was going through some today uh if you guys are a DFS player out there, I'll give you a really DFS deep cut, right? Um, so uh, there's this kid named Jamari Gassett at Buffalo, and we saw him at a seven-on after he had already like played his senior year, and he was really tearing it up. And he was like third in the state of Florida in receiving in high school season 2020. And I didn't know that he was going to qualify, and I think a lot of other people didn't either, and Buffalo took a shot. And then a lot of kids got in in the 2021 cycle that maybe people weren't sure were going to get in. Uh, and he told me he got the grades, which was great. He got in, had a decent little freshman year. And remember, they got the SAT waived uh, due to COVID uh, last year again. So that was two straight years with uh, SAT waiver for qualifying. Um, Buffalo's lost like all their receivers to the portal or graduation. So Jamar Gassett, if, if they throw the ball at all, and I don't know that they will because they're one of their QBs is a big time runner. Um, he's a guy that could be a major target. So yeah, if you stayed to the 55th minute here, I, that's a DFS uh, <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> I'm just going over their roster this morning. What do you mean a DFS deep, like daily fantasy deep cut? Yep. Well, I mean, you know, because it, I, I just think. He could be a guy who could actually explode. So, yeah, like for you, DFS stuff, and he's not, and he's not uh, highly. Um, he's not going to be owned by a lot. You're going to be in, end up getting the boost from. He'll that. be the he'll be the point one percenter. Mm-hmm. It's cashing like thirty eight burgers out there. Mm-hmm. He yeah. just he did not look like a Mac level prospect when I was watching him play seven on against some of these better seven on teams in the state. I was like, who is that? He's like, oh, we already signed with Buffalo. Okay, all right. So keep your with Jabari Gassett. Uh, Jamari Gassett. Jamari Gassett. So keep your eyes out for that. Uh, coming up later in the week, we will be back live again with you on Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We got Chris Hummer dropping in on Wednesday from 24 yep. Sports. Uh, so very excited. Make sure that you subscribe to the Cover 3 podcast wherever you get your podcast on the audio side. YouTube.com slash Cover 3. Smash that bell for notifications so you can know anytime that we go live. You can follow him on Twitter at BudElliott3. You can follow him at Tom Finnell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. win your fantasy football league it starts right now the offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition we'll help you win your league on the fantasy football today podcast part of cbs sports podcast network 
Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found.